Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Ed and Nathan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It is a hot one today. It is it really is. a hot one. I was just looking around. You know, it's interesting you mentioned hot because as you were starting, after you got the timer started, as you were starting, yes. I looked around and go, why am I the only one to light on? And then by the nature of things, I noticed no other people also have lights. Yeah. <laughs> it was just at the moment I thought, why did they put all the lights making me hot? No. I've got the biggest light, but it is the farthest. Yeah, you so. it's like a mile it's like the earth to the sun. Yeah. It's got to be a little farther away than the other one, so it's doing all right. Whatever. He, he probably I'm sorry for bringing that up. I do yeah. I do like the weather though. I'll say that. I'm really this is this I, I always think fall's my favorite, but I do think spring is my favorite. Me too. Season. Other than I mean, but spring and fall both have terrible allergies for me. But as I've mentioned before, Wearing my mask, I've had less uh, allergy problems. And this is the best part of the allergy season because it's almost done. Yep. Yes. Once it starts getting a little bit warmer, 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 to the point that people who hate hot weather hate it, I'm at the point, oh, oh, I love it at this point. Yes. Mm. I like hot weather. Yes. And for me, spring is great because baseball. Yep. yep. And we're in full swing right now. We are. So I'm, in, I'm enjoying going home every night, eating dinner, and then sitting down to my Braves. That's I went to I mean. uh, my first back-in-the-ballpark experience last night. Did you? Yeah. It was How the was first that? time I had been back to Truist Park. First time I'd been to Truist Park because it wasn't called Truist Park That's the right. last I was there. Uh, but, you know, I was, at the, I was at a baseball game in Florida when the pandemic called off the game. Yep. And uh, me and one of my sons, Benjamin, we went to the game last night. And they lost a tough one. It, not a tough one, just a stupid one. Well, stupid one. <laughs> it was bad. You cannot walk people. No. Not five in one inning. Not in one inning. Not expect to win. So now, those of you who are Braves fan, you know what day we're recording this That's on. right. That's it's the okay. day after. Unless we... they've done that again. <laughs> no, yes. please, no. <laughs> yeah, let's Unless hope Unless they've not. done that. This is, a, this is the done... first time they did it, not the second. If they've done that again, here's what will be happening in my house. Becky will be saying these words. You know they can't hear you if you scream. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know they it doesn't do any good I'm, to I'm, scream. I'm not proud to admit this, but my wife will often say, "I'm just I just love it when the Braves win." <laughs> and I know what she means by that. <laughs> yeah. She means my mood is better. Yeah, that's and, and I feel so bad cuz I'm like, "Really? Is it that also, noticeable?" I'm not as bad as I used to be, but it is still a little distressing to me that I am more lighthearted on nights when the Braves win. Me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. Or the Hawks. I'm, and your I'm Hawks also, are doing. Your I'm Hawks are doing really fan. well right My now. Hawks Nathan. are doing really good, man. Good for doing you. Really good. Once, once, once everyone gets healthy, we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be doing excellent. This gonna, is the best Hawks team we've had since the year we almost beat yeah. LeBron and them until LeBron sent that guy from <laughs> Australia to take out our knee. Yeah, <laughs> he sent his enforcer in to <laughs> deal goes, with it. He goes, "Hey, dude, we're gonna lose unless you take." that guy's knee take out. Take him out. And then he took that guy's knee out, and then LeBron goes, oh, there's another guy right over there. <laughs> take him out. This kid got multiple knees. So and they're going to be ready LeBron's for that. LeBron's knee got taken out by the Hawks. That's so, right. Uh, and that was a national tragedy. because that I, was, It was LeBron. Even though LeBron, I love LeBron. Oh, yeah. Go. If you're a basketball fan, yeah. you kind of have to. Well, I, and as everyone knows, the NBA suffered mightily for the, yeah. for the period. I think he's out for another uh, three weeks. Wow. So. I sort of, at this point, think he's out for old man. Uh, <laughs> I think he's in that really? zone of. He, he, uh, I think he's in that zone of. Hey, we're gonna make the playoffs. Let's make sure LeBron is really healthy and rested, yeah. mm. so he can do LeBron things. I think so too. I think that's exactly what's going on. That'd be smart for them. But very uninteresting to all non-sports fans. Yeah. you should scrub through this part. Well, yeah. the the question we're gonna uh, talk about today might be 
this might be the best part of the discussion. <laughs> oh, well, here we go. I'll just tell you that Jason right now. Well, shade let's see. at the question. I have, I have not. No, I'm not throwing shade at the question. I have. I don't know. We'll see. All right. I, but I, we, I'm I going to apologize. Whoever sent this question in, I probably think this is going to be a great question, but I haven't. I'll, I'll respond. We'll find I, out. Apologize for nothing. <laughs> so I'll just throw that out there. Not because I know what's going on, but just I apologize for nothing. So there all right, you go. very simple question: Would Jesus's disciples have taken the COVID vaccine? <laughs> that now question the reason, is- and the reason I said I was hesitant on the question is because <laughs> I'm not sure that's the right question to ask because I don't think we know. Well, there's also a question. I you know when I hear the question, I immediately think. Why exclude Jesus? Yeah. Why, why, why not ask? Not, why not? Jesus? Are they just assuming Jesus does his magic stuff and he don't need no vaccine? That's right. Jesus <laughs> can't get sick, <laughs> maybe. But then they're negating the whole part of Scripture that says he emptied himself of all of that. True, true. And that, that's a good question. Do you think Jesus got sick? I, I think he I think Sure. He did. I, don't I think know. he probably I think did. He did. Yeah, and then what he what just... I guess what you mean is sick. We have no evidence that he did, but we have We don't no have any evidence of it, but what we know for sure is if you cut him, he did bleed. Yeah, we do so know I'm that. just thinking, it depends on what you mean by sick. I we have no evidence that like he was ever yeah. uh, so sick he couldn't <clears throat> mm-hmm. operate as a traveling minister, but... Yep. Uh yeah, but I would certainly think Jesus had seasonal allergies. Maybe you know, maybe who you know, knows? I don't see a reason not to think that. I don't. Well, see- and be t- I bet there were times he'd go like, "Hey guys, headache, headache." Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Peter threw his back out once every so often. <laughs> maybe. So you know, and the reason I like I said I, I not, we don't know for sure because there were no vaccines when the, sure. the disciples were around. So what? So basically, my point is we have to reframe the question. I think to 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 ask, okay, we don't have any hard evidence, so we don't know for sure what they would have done. So we have to look at other things. And um, I I can say this: I don't think Jesus's disciples were opposed to medicine. Well, no, we because, have some evidence of that. Yeah, yeah. we know. So, we know Paul said, "Take a little wine for your stomach," yeah. which is not what people use it for now. He's using the best medical advice yeah, of his right, time. Sure, we know that James, when he says, uh, "Anoint them with oil." That's not a religious thing as we have taken to do. That mm. also is medicinal. A, it's a medicinal thing that they did in their day. He's saying, so do the medicinal stuff and call for and the elders to pray. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I think we need to boil the question down to what is the loving thing to do? Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's what the eternal question is for all Christ followers. Yeah. Jesus' original disciples all the way to us is our mandate in this world is, what does love require of me in every circumstance? And I think if you ask that question, rather than trying to get into specifics of what would they have done, well, well let's, let's just talk about what's the loving thing to do. Well, and I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's and, right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think when you get to the question of, and I, I certainly think like what would Jesus do in theory is a good question. I think when you get to a specific thing, like yeah. would, would, would Jesus always pause five seconds at a stop sign? Like, you know, like where yeah. would you, you know what I mean? Like where would, what would Jesus, well, you know what Jesus does? Would Jesus have even driven a car? If it's bad for the environment, you know, like would Jesus yeah. drive a Tesla? Like what would, who knows? I don't know. Those kind of questions are very helpful. What we do know is what we're called to do is to imitate Christ, but, Almost always when those commands are given by, whether it's, you know, Paul who says it, or I think Peter also says it at one point in an epistle, when they talk about imitating Christ, they specifically are referring to Jesus, and I I don't know at this point, I can't remember whose sermon it was, but we've talked several times that the cross is 
the central example just, we are given. I just talked about that Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have this example of the, the central example we are to follow is the self-giving, sacrificial love of Jesus that always says, uh, I'm going to put others' good above my own, right? That, yeah, that, so I think, you know, honestly, I think this question obviously is very culturally relevant and pertinent for where we live today in the middle right. of a pandemic mm-hmm. and everybody... As with everything else that's been in the last year, this has now become not really, it really hasn't become what is best for everyone. It has become, for most people, what do I think is right for me? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, right for me is not the right question for a follower of Jesus. Yes. Right Right for me gets me focused on... (laughs) Me mm-hmm. and me is not my me is what carries out what's best for others. I am the vehicle to do what is best for others, not what is right for what I feel, what I might want, what I think you know is going to best serve me. Because you know, there isn't anything about the cross that was best for the person dying on the cross. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I think in particular, here's often where I hear, and I'm not, I have no idea who asked this, what their motivation behind asking it was. Here's a lot of the conversation I hear around vaccines and almost everything in regards to COVID mandates or whatever, mass mm-hmm. mandates. There's a lot of, when you're talking about what's right for me, there's a lot of talk about personal rights and freedoms as being the most important thing. And I, I remember maybe a year or two ago reading a book uh, from a, Christian pastor and theologian who said Christians should not be as focused on rights as we are on values and what he meet what he's saying is is rights are basically what you can't do to me or can't take away from me or what I am owed rights are about what you owe me and he says the Christian value should always be what do I owe to other people what do how can I love and serve other people in any given situation and so I hear a lot around these there's these fears maybe mm-hmm. there may be yeah. self I mean there may be a too like a, a morality thing I think it is moral that these rights and, and freedoms are what's most important to me but for for Christians in a self-sacrificial way there are Going to the cross often means I give up a little bit of my freedom sometimes. I give up a little bit of my personal right to not to decide because that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just had this conversation with one of my daughters the other day. You know, my, my daughters are very young, so they're still in the she made me, mm-hmm. right? Why, why'd you do that? Well, she made me put, you know, one is they put their feet up on the seat in the car all the time. Why are your feet up on the seat? Well, because, you know, she made me do it. And I, it, I said, this is how fun it is to be my kid. I go, you know, one of the greatest things that God gives to us <laughs> is the right that no one can ever make you do anything. And they said, well, what if they say they're going to kill you? I said, see, that's the benefit is even then when, they're, when their <laughs> finger is on the trigger, you still get to look at them and say, I guess you're going to have to pull the trigger. because I always get the right to decide. So when we often talk about rights and freedoms, we act as if someone's going to take that from me and I no longer will get to decide. Mm -hmm. I always get to decide. Now, there may be consequences for my decision, but... There always are. There are always consequences to my decision. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about what... When I'm I'm weighing out what's the consequence of my decision for anything... uh, it should, my, my focus, as Ed's already said and Jason's already talked about, love requires me to say, I'm more worried about the consequences for you than for me. Mm. 
if I choose to do this or to not do this, if it harms somebody, and especially somebody who can't help themselves, right? Somebody who's on the uh, who's on the outskirts of society or is not able to to do as much as I'm able to do, uh, I always choose to say I'm going to benefit others, value as Paul says in Philippians, right? I'm going to look to the interest of others above myself. So. I just whenever I hear the personal rights conversation, I, I think that's important. And the benefit is we live in a great country where we have lots of personal rights that, oh uh, yeah, you know that we that that well, I don't want to get into whether they are being infringed upon, but <laughs> uh, I know that's the conversation. But we get the freedom to talk about it right now, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. I can freely choose to give those up in a situation to serve someone else and and to be. Fair and honest. I mean, all three of us sitting here today uh, have been either fully or partially vaccinated. You're fully vaccinated, Nathan. Yeah, we were able to get it in. I think January, but maybe February. Maybe it was the beginning of. I think. I think my second dose was in February. We're we're we are well. We've adopted now, so we're no longer foster parents. Our foster home is closed at the moment, but we still are with our organization, and so they were giving yep. foster parents, uh, and so we were able to get it. Like I said, in January. Producer Joel. Joel is fully fully vaccinated. He got his second vaccine on Easter Easter. in honor of the resurrection. (laughs) That's right. And I'll be getting mine in about my second dose in about two weeks. I'm about five days now from my second dose. There you go. So, so you already got a little bit of immunity, but not not your full boosted immunity. And 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 I had I didn't have big time side effects, but I had those side effects that they tell you, hey, if that happens, it's working. I had like some chills and you know a little yeah. bit of a headache or something, but it it really wasn't. I bad have at all. I didn't have any side effects of the first shot, but then I'm not a person that I, I don't have normally. I take all the vaccines. I know that's mm-hmm. not you know people are like I don't know about vaccine. If they have a vaccine that my insurance will pay for, mm-hmm. I take that vaccine, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and I always have. Mm-hmm. And somebody says I hear you're going to have to take this again in six months. I go well. I take flu vaccine every year. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll take this one too. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with any of that. It just mm-hmm. it's so I don't have side effects. Apparently now maybe I got one coming up. Maybe I'll have a bunch to the second one. But I don't normally have any side effects, including the sore armness. Really, I had that. I don't get. I just don't get any. But then. I am not as in tune with my feelings as other people are, so I may be having it. And I just I'm I'm a guy that blows past things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important. You, know, you talk about all of us have gotten it, but I think it's important to say. And this is one thing I, I meant to say when we were talking about the the question itself: What yeah. Jesus' disciples do? That is one freedom, or that the Holy Spirit works with us individually. That. All of us, so let's say we all didn't get the the vaccine, all of us could be full devoted disciples of Jesus and come to a different conclusion on the vaccine and still be honoring Jesus if our motivation behind it is, I am doing what I think loves other people and honors other people. Because ultimately, if it is not, once it's clearly outlined and Jesus says, this is what it looks like to honor God, I don't really get to have a decision on that because he's already told me what it is. Mm -hmm. But on these things, this hasn't, this is nowhere that's clearly outlined what it is. But I would encourage you when you're making a decision on almost anything, because I think all of us, we have different convictions on lots of different kind of personal things that are not clearly outlined that mm-hmm. I feel very convicted to do this or to not do this and others go I'm not but we're all still pursuing Jesus and saying we want to hold 
his image up of what loving other people and honoring other people look like. Well, uh, and the important part, again, is the value part. If I have the value that I know for sure Jesus' value is for me to love everybody always. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that I, in all of those, I'm coming second. You know, it's that right. thing, the, yep. the, the prelude to that passage where it talks about Jesus emptying himself is count other people as better than yourself. That's yes. the command just before that. And then it gives the illustration of Jesus did the same thing for us. Yep. So my value is I am always going to look and say, how can I count others as being more important than me? Right. Um, and if I keep that value, then we could come to different opinions and how we're going to sure. apply it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I could be here on it today. And if I think over here, this helps me count others as more important, I might have shifted what I've done because this wasn't the deal. That's right. Right. The value was Yeah, the I was going to say there are things that you were talking about convictions, Nathan. There are, there are things that I am convicted to do in certain s- situations that in other situations I would be convicted to yeah. do the exact opposite. That's exactly sure. right. And that's an amazing thing I, as a follower of Jesus to think that there are two things that would prick my conscience in two opposite actions that I take, sure. depending on the circumstance and the people that I'm around. Yeah, I think, yes. you know, in the one that came to my mind, the biblical example of mm-hmm. that while you were talking is Paul yep. and Paul's whole passage about when I'm with Jewish. And, and a lot of people in our culture, I can just only imagine how this would get nailed in our culture of, of he's so hypocritical yeah. when he's over here. Uh-huh. It didn't have anything to do with because he, he wasn't hypocritical. Being hypocritical is going against your values. Yes. And the value he had was people matter more than me. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't eat meat when he was with eating yep. certain people, and right. then he would eat meat when he was with other people. He would observe certain holy days when he was with these people yes. and other holy days with these, with these mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm telling you, people in our culture will be like, well, which one do you really believe? Well, right. I believe that people matter. So this matters yeah. to people. Great example of this, the, the day we're shooting this, uh, is the start of Ramadan. Right. And I have a dear friend on Facebook, a good friend, well, not just on Facebook, he's a friend of mine, and I saw on Facebook today that he had uh, wished his friends who celebrate Ramadan, right. a, he, had, he had given a greeting to them and, and wished them a, a great month of Ramadan. And I thought to myself, wow. You know, there are going to be some, probably some Christians that I know of. They're going to be very critical of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I thought, but I know why he's doing it. Yeah. Well, we have we have mutual friends. We have former staff member that works in a world where there's yep. mm-hmm. a, That's what I'm talking a, about. A, a lot of Muslims. <laughs> yeah. We have, I have a person who I, who is older than me that I have supported and our church has supported on the mission fields for you. I just, he's the height of what it means to be an evangelist to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has long worked in yes. the Muslim world. Yes. and. When we were in this country and we're debating, uh, do Muslims and Christians, do we worship the same or God they call Allah? And, and, you know, he just was really clear of, well, Allah means God. Yeah. You can't, you can't, in our language, you can't say the word God without saying Allah. So at least in the language, we're saying mm-hmm. the same thing. and. Yeah. We get all convoluted over, and he said, you know, that's not, that's not really the issue. Not Here's the deal. value. That's the right. value is this. Yes. Well, and, you know, there's a – just once again, I always get down to the, the, the messiness, or I'll just say the uh, – yeah, messiness is a good word. Messiness of the story. When you talk about the stories in the Bible, you have uh, in Acts, I guess it's 15, where they're having the big conversation about – 
the, the Jerusalem, they have this Jerusalem council because there's a group of Jews since the church began among Jews. They think if you are a Gentile and you become a Christian, you have to get circumcised. You basically have to follow all the Jewish laws and come in. And they're having this big debate about it. And we kind of look at it because it's in the Bible. We just go, well, they've made the decision. But what is very interesting is when they have the conversation about how they decide, they don't necessarily quote a bunch of scripture. What they say is, it seemed good to us in the Holy Spirit. That's right. We It seemed good. It seemed, well, which seems so like to us, if, if we made a decision as a church, it just came and goes, you know, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit seemed fine with it. But that's the way they kind of saw it is mm-hmm. this is a new contextual, it's brand new. There is a there is nothing in the, at their, they wouldn't have called it this, but the Old Testament about this because it, it was a new contextual. And they had the value of these people matter. Right. These, and they, that yeah. Jesus has done a brand new thing. And there's all yeah. these and what they kept going to is it had been clear. The Holy Spirit was bringing these people to Jesus. Yes. They couldn't deny they couldn't these deny people that. had been brought to Jesus without any of that Old Testament stuff happening. So mm-hmm. they couldn't deny that. So they say, well, it seems good. And then the interesting part of that is Paul takes their stuff and for a while does exactly what he says. And then I can later he doesn't do any of those things he said they said to right. do except for one or two. And I can just hear him saying to him, well, you know, it seemed good to me at the time. It seemed good to me. <laughs> and yeah. the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and I were good with this. It's the brilliance of Jesus when, you know, he comes to his disciples and says, look, I got one command. Yep. I just got one. Mm-hmm. Hang on to that one and you'll be all right. Otherwise, I, Jesus would have sat them all down, and he would have said, all right, guys, let's get all the minutiae dealt with, and let's get all the, the scenarios. And he didn't do any of that stuff. He yeah. just said, just see what I did. Go love people that way, and you'll figure it out as you go. And I think that's what they're doing in all that's of these right. passages that you guys just talked about. Yeah, they're they're taking the one ethic of love for neighbor and saying, what does love for neighbor mean in this situation? Yes. And, and occasionally this- you might mess up. Oh, yeah. But if yeah. you have the value right, you can correct it because even when somebody says to you, well, you used to do that, yeah, I figured out that really wasn't the best thing Absolutely. to be loving toward them. So I wasn't really doing that. I was doing this the whole time, but it mm-hmm. looked like that at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you even have things, So, because I, I just read Acts 15 today at, in my discipleship group. There's your discipleship plug. At the end of that, you have another example of that when you talk about what would the disciples do, there's disagreement even in that. They don't even know exactly always what the Holy Spirit is doing because you have mm-hmm. Saul then, who's Paul, and he's he's really pushing, okay, let's... We're bringing the Gentiles in. We're not going to make them get circumcised. And then him and Barnabas are about to go, who Barnabas, and I think you talked about this in a message recently. So either way, Saul used to persecute the church. He has this radical transformation with Jesus. But when he's coming after the transformation, the church don't want him to come Oh, in. nobody wants Paul. But Barnabas sticks his neck out and goes, hey, mm-hmm. Barnabas is like, I always go for the guy who's messed things up. So then Paul, who is the guy who used to mess things up, comes in. Then you got John Mark, who had traveled with him. He messes something up, and Paul goes, Nuh-uh, not, not coming with not me. Not letting that guy. I get to come back in. <laughs> yeah. But this guy, not a second chance. And I just think it's true to Barnabas's character. He goes, no, I'm giving this guy a second shot. Right. Like, I gave you a second shot. Mm. They disagree. They split off, but they're still brothers. They're still a part of the church. God still blesses both of what they're doing. Because we don't all have to come to the same conclusion about what is best. And I think it's Andy Stanley I've heard said, we don't have to agree on uh, what's best for people, but we have to agree that's what's best is what is best best for people. people. We don't have to agree about what the best thing is for people, but as long as we agree, hey, we're all trying to do what is best for people, Mm -hmm. that ultimately is the Christian ethic. And so 
I just would encourage anybody who's trying to figure out, not just the vaccine, but in any of these kind of tricky, controversial things, make sure the reason you do whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. is because you believe this is what is best for others and not some personal motivation of, I want to make sure I look good in front of other people or I'm, you know, I'm doing what's best for me or any other kind of thing. And whatever conclusion you come to, hold it loosely. Oh, yes. Because what, what can happen is, and I'm on the opposite side of that, is when I do come to that conclusion of I believe this is best for people, and all y'all oh, yes. that disagree with me can go to hell. That's <laughs> you know? right. Okay. Hold on just a second. You know, yeah. that's a little that you you jumped over a line in Well, that. yeah, because you by doing that, you have disregarded your value. Yes. Yes. You said your value was what was best for people. Well, people include the people who disagree with you. Exactly. So I have to do what I think is best for people while continuing to try to love these people. Mm-hmm. So maybe so, we yeah. all should just be going around saying, I'm gonna start doing that from now on. I don't know. Seemed good to me. It seemed, it seemed right good to me. to me and the Holy Spirit. This is what we were going to do. I don't know that I'm right. I'll just say this. If you're going to use the Holy Spirit, this is just a personal conviction of mine, you probably ought to actually consult him before (laughs) using his name. He is a real person. He's not a force in the universe. Right. He will direct you. He is a part of God. He is not a part. There's a part of God. He He is is God. God. Yes. And he, he will direct you. But don't just say, and if it seemed good to me, and because you're a Christian, you tack Holy Spirit on right. you. Yes. Right. You should actually, actually spend some time asking Holy Spirit, what do you think is best mm-hmm. for other people? Yeah, and don't, yeah. don't and, include yourself. And when you and when you do fall on one side or the other of that, you know, be open to whatever else you might learn as you go yeah. along. You know, and if you find out you were wrong, then just go say hey, wrong. I'm, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yes, but and I'm you, still. You and I were just having this conversation about someone in the media who we think is is gone off the rails. And I said, if he would just stop and say, you know, I was wrong. I'm going to go this way. Yeah, but he won't. No. So no. Oh well. All right. That's enough for that. I think we covered it. We all I don't know whether we covered it or not. But ah, we'll we'll, we'll say we did. We'll just along. We'll we say we did. Stop. So I hope I hope that helped. Again, I, like I said, it may not give you clarity on which side of that question you should come down on, but at least it gives you some guiding thoughts on how to approach that. On question. really, there are just so many questions, and I said this in the message Sunday. You know, starting any topic by trying with the topic is not the topic. You start the topic with Jesus. Yeah. What principles does Jesus have that apply to this? Does he talk about it directly? Well, of course, he didn't talk about vaccines. That would have been dumb. Yeah. Because there weren't any. There weren't any. Um, Be an interesting topic to know when Jesus emptied himself, did he know that there would be vaccines? Because he's emptied himself. You know, those are the kind of philosophical questions that are interesting to me, but probably not to anybody else. Anyway, uh, uh, you just start start with what would he do, and what's Mm -hmm. best for people is what Jesus would do. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll wrap it up right there. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk a little bit next week about this current series that we're in. We're going to talk a little bit about marriage. So so y'all come back next week, and we'll talk marriage for a little bit. All right. Have a great week. See ya. Bye.